Let's get back to more of this rich dialogue with Tavis Miley. All right, here's what Kevin Hart had to say um, uh, recently. And by recently, I mean these are comments that were made at a conference, uh, we are told, in 2021 um, uh, uh, at a growth conference uh, made in 2021. Uh, but these comments uh, made at this conference uh, somehow got out, uh, and they are now viral. And I wanted to check with Everett Sands, the CEO of Lindustry, to get his take on what Kevin Hart had to say. Let me quote. If you look in the hood, there's liquor stores and check cashing places. You know why? Because they know the people in the hood aren't smart enough to open up bank accounts. They're going to get a check. They're going to cash it. And it's a liquor store right next to it, uh, Hart said, uh, attempting to address socioeconomic inequality. I continue the quote. Let's just put that around them. Let's also put a bunch of ish. Uh, you know what I'm saying here. That's easy and cash available. Uh, we don't want them uh, opening up bank accounts. Um, those are some of the words um, of, of Kevin Hart, that people in the community aren't smart enough to open up bank accounts. Uh, Everett Sands from CEO, uh, the CEO of Lindustry, good to have you back on the program. How are you today, for, for starters? How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Tyler. Good to good to talk to you as always. Good to have you on. Um, so I wanted to, I want to get your take on this uh, as as the CEO of uh, of this major entity, Lindustry. Uh, when you read or heard uh, again these comments from Kevin Hart that have now gone viral, made some time ago, but now again all over the all over social media. Um, how, how did you read them? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think the first thing I thought is Kevin made a mistake. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I've heard him speak before. Uh, you know. Um, in your dealings and my dealings is sometimes people catch us a little bit off guard and you're, you're caught between kind of the intellectual wisdom of what you're trying to put out and your brain snaps is firing like 10,000 words a minute. Uh, and he probably was somewhere between pissed at, you know, structured systemic racism and also trying to convey a point, right? So, so I think the first thing is he made a mistake. Now, I think the bigger topic is, is what he's brought to light, some things that we do know. Right, banking in our communities, um, basically, you know, there's it's something that's broken, right? Like the the community banks are not there anymore, and and that leads to two things. The first thing is we as a people don't fully get to appreciate or get that education on how the banking system works. So how can we become a good depositor? How do we become a good lending customer? How do we leverage the banking system to build wealth? The second part of that is understanding how the banking system works so that we could become lenders, right? So that we could run financial institutions that can help us, again, build our own wealth, that can help us distribute capital to our communities. And, and naturally, there's some repercussions of not having either sides of that. So, that, you know, that, that's kind of my initial thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no doubt about the following, uh, and that is that uh, while one could debate what Kevin Hart meant and what he said, whether or not he ought to stick sure. to comedy and leave the commentary to other people, one can debate that to the cows come home. Uh, what What is not debatable is that many banks have abandoned communities of color over years. This ain't nothing new. They've been doing it for, for quite a while now. They've abandoned communities of color. We call it banking redlining. They just, it just, they did disappear and they force you into these check cashing places. They, they force you, uh, into, uh, into giving up a, a greater percentage than you otherwise would if you had access to a bank to open up a bank account. Let me just start by asking your read on the abandoning of communities of color by banks over decades. 
Well, yeah. I mean, initially, it, you know, it was, it was thought that we weren't good credit customers. Uh, it was thought that there might be additional violence or other things that could happen inside of that bank branch, which we all have now learned that bank branches don't even have a lot of money in them, right? Because most stuff is digital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then there was the third part, which is, are, are they earning enough fees? Just the, the concept of branch banking in general, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and I think just generally speaking, branches, just as a concept outside of JPMC, Chase, and, and, and Wells, most most banks have streamlined. I mean, there were just let me give you some perspective numerically. There were ten thousand banks with a billion in assets almost ten years ago. Now there's one thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, banks have consolidated. You know, in areas like where you are in LA, U.S. Bank just bought Union Bank, PNC Bank just bought BBVA, Pacific Western is is part is a uh, uh, merging with Bank of California. So every single day we're losing these 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 bank branches. And then they're turning around and saying, okay, where could I be most profitable if I could be profitable at all? And unfortunately, there's a perceived risk associated with the neighborhoods we're talking about. And then, and then quite frankly, if we're being honest, our younger generations don't go into branches as much as they used to. So there is some concept of it's not as valuable as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet I, I'm, I'm wondering um, how, I, how, how I am to read the fact that these banks that obviously in the business of making money seems to have surrendered, sure. seems to have surrendered all of this cash on the table to other to, to, to other entities, including these check cashing places. That's a lot of money to walk away from. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, and, and I look at it two ways. So the first way, let me look at it more polished and academic is what I said before. We've got to learn to be lenders, right? We also got to talk to our policymakers about things like Community Reinvestment Act, which is the act that was created so that the bank would look at where it was having its money, look at its deposits, and then turn around and reinvest in their neighborhood. Now, let me give you the kind of non-political answer. It's kind of crazy if mm-hmm. you just think about it, right? Like, you could drive past a sign that says, payday lending. Like, you know that it is literally poison in our community from the financial side. Like, imagine a sign outside that said drug dealing, or imagine a sign outside, you know, that said something like, you know, you know, I, I don't even want to say it on the radio show, but you get my point, right? Like, like you, you, you get my point. Like, it's, it's crazy that we could literally have this over outward sign or something that is literally destroying our finances. And, and yeah, it's a slow kill. There's no doubt, just like liquor and alcohol and other things, but, um, but it is still a kill at the end of the day. And yeah. it's something we've got to figure out how to reverse. No, I, I, I take your point. The, the sign might as well just say, come inside and get pimped. <laughs> just come yeah, inside I was say, and get pimped. <laughs> no, that's, that's basically what, that's basically what they're doing. I, I digress right. on that. Um, but, but, but what about, what about Kevin Hart's comment? And again, to your point, let's give the brother benefit of the doubt. Maybe just speaking off yeah. the cuff, as I said, I think oftentimes these comedians, comedians ought to stick with what they know. Comedy, stay out of the commentary mm-hmm. lane, uh, especially when you're trying to critique social economic conditions and you ain't well-versed or studied in that arena. You are not a banker. Uh, that said, I think what, what, what alarmed and offended people was his, his, his suggesting that these people aren't smart enough to open up bank accounts. Yeah. One, you're indicting their, 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 their intellect. Uh, and, and secondly, yeah. you're blaming them. They aren't smart enough yeah. to open up bank accounts as if they don't have the intellect, number one. And number two, as if there are banks on every other corner anywhere when, in fact, we know there are not banks on every corner. There are liquor stores. You're right about that. There are liquor stores on every corner. So the indictment of their yeah. intellect and the and, and the blaming of them, I think, is what offended people, Everett. 
Yeah, there's no look. There's no doubt about, it. and this is where I'm saying I think we give him a, a bit of a break, and I think he made a mistake. Because let's let's be clear, his history is he's from North Philly. North Philly, you know, insert you know any other neighborhood in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, rough times, you know, rough area. Doesn't have the bank branches, has the check cashing, has the payday uh, loan places, and has the liquor stores. Right. So he's coming from a place. And hopefully, he hasn't forgotten it actually, which is I think ultimately one of your points um, where he where he was you know, where he saw this, right? I think the second part where he's talking about the intellect, I think, again, I think that's a mistake too. I think what he would have said if he could retract and if, or if he could go back and say, look, they're trying to brainwash us into thinking that this is okay, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's almost like making it immune. You know, like, I, you know, I've heard on your show, uh, the young lady talking about, you know, what's going on across, you know, in the Middle East. Like, mm-hmm. we don't want to become immune to killings. We don't want to become immune to check cashing and the fees and the different things like that and think that's just a way of business. But that, unfortunately, that's what's happening when that's the only thing you have. You start to believe these are this is the way the economy is driven or mm-hmm. at least your, inter, you know, your, your household economy is driven that taking, you know, losing, I mean, then our numbers show 30%. I hope that that's wrong. But losing 30% of the check as it relates to check cashing and, and other payday lending services, right. you know, you start to think, okay, I had $1,000, I only have 700 That's the way it's supposed to be. Because, again, that bank branch is not there or that education yeah. facility, which a branch usually is, is not there to help you out. He's the CEO of Lindustry. His name is Everett Sands. And we come forward some advice from him, specifically about black folk and banking. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. For all the freedom-loving folk, this is Tavis Smiley. I feel like freedom. Sounds different, huh? This is Tavis Smiley. I'm hearing some commentary, uh, Everett Sands, from uh, from listeners who are suggesting that they uh, want to give Kevin Hart the benefit of the doubt as well. And they believe that Kevin was really speaking uh, in the voice of the bank, that the bank thinks that we aren't smart enough. To open up bank accounts, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm buying that, but it's it's another perspective. Before I get back to that, um, some breaking news here. I knew this was going to happen. I think we all did at some point. Uh, a federal judge uh, in the election case uh, uh, that Donald Trump is up against um, has imposed a limited gag order. Uh, a federal judge has uh, now imposed a limited gag order on Donald Trump. The order pits the First Amendment rights of a presidential candidate against the responsibilities of a judge to protect witnesses and to preserve the integrity of the proceedings. This is always fascinating for me, fascinating for me uh, because you knew at some point that some judge was going to slap a gag order on him because he's just out of control. In this instance, it happens to be the black judge, the black federal judge, Tanya Chutkin, who we've discussed many times before on this program. She has, uh, again, uh, a narrowly ta- it's a narrowly tailored order by the judge. Uh, she left Trump free as he proceeds his campaign for president to continue disparaging the Justice Department, if he wishes, President Biden and other political adversaries, if he wishes. But he cannot make remarks uh, that are directly connected to the case. He certainly cannot uh, make uh, statements that are attacking witnesses, prosecutors or court staff involved in the federal criminal case, uh, which he is involved in right now. Uh, this is the one where he's accused of conspiring to overturn the 2020 election. So uh, Judge Tanya uh, Chutkin, this uh, black female judge, has uh, again now imposed a limited gag order against Donald Trump uh, for saying nasty things uh, about uh, witnesses, prosecutors, or, or court personnel involved in this particular case. She has not as yet decided uh, or said how she would punish him 
if in fact he does cross the line. Um, she says she's taking that under consideration, so she's not offered an opinion as yet as to what the punishment will be or would be if he crosses the line uh, and violates her order. Uh, but this black federal judge, uh, Tanya Chutkin, has now uh, imposed a limited gag order on Donald Trump. We will see in the days and weeks ahead if he can honor that order from this particular judge. There you have some breaking news, our remaining moments with Everett Sands when we come forward uh, on Tavis Smiley. From the Merck Park with love, love, this is Tavis Smiley. Ready to re-examine your assumptions and expand your inventory of ideas? More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. Sorry about that, Everett, uh, Everett about that breaking news. Had to get that out of the way uh, about uh, Donald Trump. Uh, everybody's been waiting to see if, in fact, one of these judges would impose a gag order. And the sister federal judge, Tanya Chuckin, is first up. Uh, I suspect she won't be the last to impose a gag order <laughs> in, any, in, in these uh, various cases that Donald Trump has to navigate himself through, particularly during this presidential election season. But it's tough because you can impose a gag order, but the guy is running for president. And she, yep. any judge is going to bump up against his First Amendment rights to free speech. And so uh, she, uh, again, narrowly uh, tailored uh, this gag order uh, on, on Trump. And so we'll see how that plays itself out. In the few minutes I have left with you, though, back to Kevin Hart and these comments that we've been discussing for the last 30 minutes or so. Um, wh- wh- what is your advice um, for black folks specifically these days? When it comes to banking, as you mentioned, the banking industry has changed in a variety of ways. Um, Stuff has been streamlined. There aren't as many branches as there used to be. Everything is digital. And yet in the midst of all that, we know the black community always gets played when it comes to banking, Uh, redlining, et cetera, et cetera. So in in this present moment, what's your advice to black folk when it comes to to banking and how they ought to go about uh, considering it and pursuing it? Yeah, so I think it breaks down to three things, and, and it is kind of revolves around that word smart, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we get smarter in terms of our practices? So the first is education. I think with the youth, we we got to teach the young, young people about bank accounts and checks and, you know, balancing their finances and things like that. Teenagers, we got to think about teaching them about credit, on-time payments, types of loans, inquiries, et cetera, adults. We got to start teaching them about how to own a business or invest in a business, about real estate. So that's education is one. Two is support. You know, Robert Smith uh, a couple of weeks ago said we need those of us that are business owners need to figure out how to give out more internships. Mm-hmm. And what he's really saying is let's figure out ways to get us in the room so that we can learn the vocabulary and the vernacular and all the other things that are necessary that you just can't get unless you get that water cooler talk. And then I think the third thing is for institutions like Lindistry, we and, and myself, We've got to figure out a ways to support our other mission-based lenders, uh, empower others. We've got to figure out ways to skip steps. So, you know, I had to apply for an SBA license, you know, maybe Vermont Slauson or some of the other ones out there, or LISC, et cetera. Maybe some others won't have to apply for the license as mission-based lend institutions. And we got to figure out how to expand our reach, not reinventing the wheel, you know. So if we've got community organizations in North Philly or, or somewhere else across the country, um, we don't need, Lindistry doesn't need to go in there. We need to figure out how to partner and collaborate. So those are the things I think will help us get to the next level as we keep trying to move forward. How, how would you rate, finally here, how would you rate the financial literacy of the black community writ large in this moment? Yeah, I think we have the haves and have nots just like any other community, but I think there definitely needs to be more stress, focus, whatever the appropriate word is in terms of how do we get that education going. And it could be in a digital format too, right? we got to get our kids off the TikTok. And, and, and I'm not saying they got to be off completely, 
but you know, 15 to 30 minutes uh, a week would, would change things drastically. So I think, I think there's no silver bullet in how we do this. I think we need to get more innovative how we spread that word and get that information out there. Everett Sands is CEO of Lindustry, and um, he appears regularly on this program to talk about financial issues. Uh, and I appreciate his time today to unpack these comments by Kevin Hart that some were offended by, uh, many were confused by, but I, I think we've um, uh, done it justice, and we will move forward with the rest of this program. Everett, for now, thanks for coming on the program. We'll do it again soon. All the best to you, sir. Same to you, sir. Talk soon. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.